Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. If you're a busy mom with lots to do, the Life Organized Podcast is here to help you get organized so you can get it all done. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode number 29, Menu Planning on Busy Nights with Six Sisters Stuff, Camille Beckstrand. All right, recently I did a menu planning episode and it was a huge hit. Lots of great feedback from listeners about how much they loved all that they learned in the way that they've been more successful at getting dinner on the table. But we have a really busy season coming up here. It's April, it's soccer season. There are a lot of things happening as we transition out of school and getting dinner on the table can be really tricky. So I thought we could invite a true expert for menu planning, that's Camille Beckstrand, to come share some tips about what we can do to be successful during this season. So, so many creative ideas shared today, how we can think outside the box while so much is going on. And what I really loved is that Camille is so aligned with having that mindset that living an organized life is the way to go. You're going to notice an underlying theme throughout the interview If you're willing to invest a little bit of time and effort up front, your future self will thank you. I just love that concept. That's what having an organized life is all about. And menu planning really is no exception. So I hope you enjoy Camille and this interview. And I think you're going to leave today with lots of great new strategies to help you with menu planning on busy nights. So we'll turn the time over to our interview. Okay, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. I am so excited today because this is Camille Beckstrand from the Six Sisters. She has just been so instrumental in helping me all the way along with Happy Gal and all the different things I've been doing. So Camille, I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Thanks for letting me be on. Yeah, we are excited to hear from you. We know that you're the guru when it comes to family meals and having a menu plan. And as we're kind of this time of year heading into such a busy season, that is an especially um, hard challenge for us. So we are so excited to hear everything that you have to say about that. But before we dive into all of that, um, introduce yourself to the listeners. I'm sure everyone knows Six Sisters and all the recipes and things that you guys offer, but give us an idea of how you started and what kind of things you do for women. Okay. So we started back together in 2011. So it's called Six Sister Stuff. And yes, I really, there really are six of us. We're biological sisters. And um, we did it all together. It just became this place where we would share our recipes um, with each other. But then as people would, you know, Google like chicken dinner or frosted brownies, like it would lead, Google would take them to our site. And so slowly but surely we started getting more traffic to our website and we just kind of grew from there. We've gone on to publish 10 cookbooks and um, there's over, now we're getting close to 4,000 recipes on our website that have just, we've just been building that recipe index for almost 12 years now. So just so fun to be able to share these simple recipes. But our main goal is just to help families get dinner on the table every night because we know the power that comes from sitting down and eating dinner together as a family. That's just something that was so important to us. And it's something we want to share with 
every family out there. And so that has kind of become our mission as we have shared these recipes over the years and posted these meal plans over the years, just to help moms and just anyone in general get dinner on the table every single night. That is just such a good mission. And, you know, you guys are like the go-to for me for recipes. It's so interesting that I know if I need a good dessert or a good, you know, crock pot recipe, I know you guys are going to come through. So everyone will have to make sure they check out your website to see all your good recipes. But one thing that you said that I thought was so interesting is that it's so important for families to get dinner on the table for um, them to be able to sit down and spend time together. And it's been interesting to me because with um, the women that I work with and my clients, getting dinner on the table has been kind of this measuring stick for them of when they feel like they're doing well, um, staying on top of things, taking care of their family, being organized in their homes and in their lives. It's been interesting to me, like what a linchpin that is, that family mealtime. And so um, just in your experience, as you've worked with different people and grown up with um, having family dinner time, why do you think that is just so important that we make that a priority? And why intrinsically do women feel like that's such an important thing? I know that for me, it was just what happened every single night growing up. Like our mom, we knew dinner would be done at 6 p.m. and we'd all sit down together and we would talk and have this uninterrupted time together as a family. We never had the TV on. In fact, I mean, I was growing up at a time where we didn't have cell phones, but my parents would take the phone off the hook. Do you remember that? Like you would literally take it off the hook. And if anybody called, they get a busy signal. And it was because we were busy. We were busy connecting as a family. And I feel like it's kind of a lost tradition. It's something that so many people don't do anymore. And, um, but it's definitely something that we need. And so for me, like family dinner, it really is about connection. It's not about the food. Like the food is just a bonus, but it's more about connecting, sitting down and talking and having that real connection. And that's something that every family needs more of. It's something that every kid needs more of. It's something every marriage needs more of is that like face-to-face connection. Um, and then you hear all the other things about family dinner that are important. Like, and it's crazy that it's linked to this, but um, studies show that family dinners help with substance abuse. They help with eating disorders. Like there's an increased chance of your kids graduating from high school. If you have family dinner on a consistent basis, like as parents, we want that. We want the best thing for our kids possible. And if family dinner is one way that we can make those things happen, then yes, like we're all for it. Right. Well, and I think that it is that gathering time, like you said, that connection time, that's really important. Food is a great magnet. I've noticed, especially for teenagers, like even if we want to have a family meeting, if I've got a little snack there, it's a lot easier to get them on the couch. So I think it just makes sense why food is such a part of that. And intuitively, I guess moms just know, you know, they want to have their family together and that's what will make their family stronger. So, so yeah, but so the challenge that all of my clients have is how to have enough time to to do that. And I love how you mentioned earlier, it's not as much about, you know, the quality of the food that you have, though that's great and makes it more enjoyable. Um, but how do you find the time to do it? We're all so busy. We're going in so many different directions. Yeah. And it's not only us that's busy, it's our kids that are busy too. They've got full plates, especially I feel like you hit those teenage years, those young adult years, and 
you hardly see your kids anymore. They are always on the go. And so it just comes down to you have to find what works for you. I have a sister whose kids play soccer competitively (laughs) year round. Like they travel and they are always just soccer tournaments all the time. And family dinner actually doesn't work for them. Nobody is home in the evenings. They are all at soccer. And so for them, it's about family breakfast and they make that a priority. They have to wake up early. She's got to have a plan of what they're going to eat for family breakfast. But like she has found a time to connect with her family. And even like, I've heard of one family that everybody's got different schedules and the kids have jobs and they just do family ice cream nights where they all sit down together and eat ice cream together. And isn't it funny that it's that food that is like bringing them in like the magnet, but it's the connection that's happening while they are eating. And so I firmly believe no matter how busy you are, you can find a way to make family dinner or some type of family connection time work. And it might not be every day, but even once a week is better than nothing. And I think we have to get past that all or nothing mentality. It doesn't have to be perfection, just has to be an effort. And that effort is going to pay off in huge dividends. So when I work with families to help them plan their meals and it shouldn't just fall on the mom, it shouldn't just fall on the women. Family dinner is about involving the whole family. And so everyone in the family eats, let everybody help out. Um, But I encourage them to come up with their plan that works for them and their lives. And so that does take some time. Like you have to kind of sit down and look at your upcoming week. I do this every Sunday afternoon. I plan out the meals. I make my grocery list. I put in my grocery order. But I do um, like look at my calendar. I talk to my kids about what their plans are for that week. And I just kind of plan week to week of what it's going to look like and when I can make it happen. So as you're putting together a plan, I put together some questions that people can think about as they are figuring out when to eat. Do you want me to share those with you? Yes, please. Yeah, that's okay. So, and maybe we can include these like in the show notes or something if they want to refer back, but here are the questions that I have them ask themselves as they're trying to figure out what a a dinner meal plan will look like for them. So do you have nights when you won't be home until later? And do you have days where you know you'll be gone right up until dinner time? Because that's going to affect prep time and when you're eating. So think about those things. Do you always eat out on a certain night? Our family loves to do pizza nights on Friday. We just, every Friday is pizza. The kids know they can invite their friends. We do movies. It's just pizza night every Friday. So we've got that. Do you have so many leftovers each week that you could eat leftovers for dinner at least one night a week? And that's something like, My mom is now an empty nester. And so she talks about like, I don't have to make these huge family meals anymore. Or if I do, we have leftovers for five days. So keep leftovers in mind because we don't want to waste food. And that is so easy to do a leftovers night. And Um, as moms, don't we love that, right? Yes. Oh, I love. Yes. Cleaning out the fridge. Like, all right, everybody grab something. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then two more questions to ask, what types of recipes do you like to cook? If you don't, if you're not a gourmet chef, don't plan on making recipes that are like a gourmet chef, like stick to what you know and what you like to do. And then of course, what types of recipes 
does your family like to eat? And so just kind of knowing the answers to these things is really going to help you know, like, okay, do I need to have a slow cooker meal for this week? Do I need to have some type of freezer meal? Like, do I need a meal we can grab and go on the way out the door to basketball? Like, um, just knowing these things is going to help you figure out your plan. So you have to know where you are to get to where you want to be and what that plan is going to look like for your family. Um, just looking at your schedule, kind of take notes about what types of recipes or meals will work best on those nights. Know what days you have things, know what days you have meetings, know what days are crazy with stuff. Just make note. And then um, another thing to make note of is like by the end of the week, are you exhausted by Saturday night? Right. Yeah. And <laughs> poop. Take it easy. Yeah. Yes. So keep it super simple on those nights where you know, like, I'm so tired. I have a friend, a girlfriend who Sundays, she calls it um, yo yo dinners. You're on your own because she's oh. like, I've cooked all week <laughs> long. Sundays, you're on your own. And so they just have yo yo nights and it's become like this fun family tradition. So know your limits as well as your scheduled out days. Like you just be aware of all those things. Well, and let me just interject. I, I feel like one of the themes I'm hearing here, one of the coaching things I use a lot is it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I'm just hearing that over and over again, that you would think for Sunday dinners, you'd have this pressure that it has to be like a roast and mashed potatoes or some big family dinner. But how great that she found out what works for her and everybody's on the same page and they expect that. And I loved to just, I think when we do get really busy and have that guilt that we can't have family dinners, let's switch it to family meal times and the suggestions to do breakfast together. Like let's make it work for us instead of feeling like, again, it has to look a certain way. So I think that's a great phrase, great takeaway from any listener today is just to remember that it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I can, I can do family meal times in a way that works for my family. Oh, I love that so much. And it's so true. Isn't it funny? We do put that pressure on ourselves because we feel like it does have to be a certain way. Or if I don't prepare this like nice meal, it doesn't even count as dinner, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Right. You know, one other thing you said that I really loved, you said every Sunday afternoon, you make your menu plan. And I've just noticed that for anyone to be consistent in any type of a routine with any type of regular task they need to do, they need to have that regular consistent time that they are going to plan. And so I love that you have that on Sunday afternoons. And I just think that's really important for listeners to recognize that if this is something that they want to improve in, then, you know, schedule out when is that going to be? And one of the little tools that I use that I think is helpful is something I called habit hooks. And that is, you know, any Sunday afternoon, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, if there's quiet time and the kids are laying down or it's like right after you finish fixing lunch, whatever that is, what is the existing habit you already have that just is like clockwork? And what new habit menu planning can I hook into that so that one habit leads to the other? It's kind of, you know, your brain starts to associate the two. And so I, th- I think that's a really great takeaway for listeners as well to just start to, you know, what, when is my time and what's my habit hook and how am I going to make sure that I'm making this a regular part of my life? So that was fun to hear that you do that. Oh, I, and I think it's so important. And I think it's interesting too, because some people are like, oh, I hate sitting down and planning out the meals. And honestly, like what I did with my family is we just made this huge master list 
of meals. And I just keep it on a note in my phone. And it's like 30 or 40 meals that we sat down and talked about as a family that we like. And we just did it like on one Sunday afternoon when I was getting ready to meal plan. And we just made this huge, massive list. And so basically, I just take those 30 or 40 meals and plug them in like to the days. Like I know that they're easy. I know that they will fit our schedules, that they're usually like slow cooker recipes. I can dump in and go early in the morning. And so I just want people to understand like it doesn't have to be hard. Like you can find ways to make it a lot easier. For me, it's having that big master list. I can always come back to and be like, okay, we'll just work through our favorites, the things that we love. Um, Some other ideas of like ways to simplify the plan for you. It's simplify building your own plan is um, some people I've heard of do like a daily theme and they just, okay. So Mondays, meatless Mondays, Tuesdays, taco Tuesdays, like Fridays are pizza Fridays, like whatever it is, but they just pick each day of the week has a different theme like that. And then they just pick a simple recipe that um, falls into that theme. So you don't have to like really think too hard about what kind of recipe right. you'd be making. You're not reinventing the wheel yeah. every night. You've got this framework that you're working Exactly. On. Oh, that's yeah. such a good word to use. It's a framework that just yeah. can help make your life a little bit easier. Um, yeah. I've heard of some people who will have a monthly menu and they just repeat it every single month. Mm-hmm. And so just rotate through those same three Why recipes. Not? Yeah. Right. I used to save my menu plans and then I would look back at like, what did I eat in August last year? What did I eat in January last year? Because you'd have, you know, warmer recipes or, you know, those kind of things that, yeah, uh-huh, that you'd want to look back at. So that helped me have some other ideas too. So oh, I love that. I love that you saved them so that it's like, you didn't have to do the hard work again. Yeah. It was already done. You just reused. So yeah. that's such a good one. I feel like if you're feeling overwhelmed by meal planning, make it easy. Yeah. Just yeah. Re- just reuse. I just wanted to mention that I thought it was interesting growing up. I, I was the oldest. So I remember, you know, observing my mom taking care of our family and she also made dinners for us. So I grew up with that kind of culture in my family. But I remember her always complaining about what to make for dinner. And I remember thinking as a kid, like that is the best job ever. I would love to choose what we have for dinner every night. And it's funny coming full circle now as a mom and realizing that it's not as much fun as you think. You get a little burned out on those recipes. I think having that database list is a really great option because it does kind of help you backfill some of those times. Um, But one of the things I'm thinking of is as a kid, you kind of knew what you wanted to eat and you were excited to pick. But as a mom, that menu that the kids want to choose from is pretty limited, you know. Sometimes I'll choose something that I'm excited to eat, but then nobody else wants to eat it. And I'm frustrated because I've spent my time and they're rummaging in the pantry within a few minutes. And so um, what have you done to help your family be on board with what you're cooking? Or how do you manage that so that what you're cooking is stuff that they want to eat and you're actually excited to eat it? Right. Because, yeah, my taste buds are a lot different than some of my kids, especially when they kind of go through that picky eater phase. So I have four kids and we've got like, I've got from age five up to 15. And so um, kind of full range, my big kids, they are adventurous in their food. They love to try new things. And then my two youngest are um, 
just in that picky eater phase for sure. And so what I do is I let them be part of the process. And a lot of times I will let each kid pick one meal that they want to eat that week. And so you've got a five-year-old palate that's choosing a meal. You've got a 15-year-old palate that's choosing a meal. And then my husband and I each choose a meal. So that way, like if they don't like the pot roast that we had for dinner tonight, they know that the chicken Alfredo they picked for tomorrow is coming up. And so they know that there is going to be something that they like on the menu for that week. Um, When I was a young mom, I had to make a rule that mom only made one dinner because I was making a separate dinner for the adults and something for the little kids. And I was like burned out, extremely burned out. (laughs) So from that time, I just said, look, I will make one meal and this, it is what it is. And if you don't like it, you can always make yourself a peanut butter and jam sandwich and breakfast will be in the morning. So you get to decide like what's going to work for you. And, but what, like, what has helped though, is just letting them be part of the process and choosing. And it's funny because if even just letting them choose that one meal a week, they're more, um, what's the word? Like they're more inclined to try the other recipes that their siblings have picked. Cause it's like, Oh, if my big sister likes that meal, maybe I would like it. And so just kind of letting your kids be a part of that process. I know it takes more time. I know that sometimes those picky eaters are like, Oh, I just only like chicken nuggets. And so with that, I'd be like, okay, what if we've made homemade chicken nuggets? Or what if we've made homemade mac and cheese and added like something to the side? And so there are ways to work around it, but, um, just, I think just that keep trying. <laughs> that's a that's a good point that it does take more time. And you know, I notice that it I'm so much more efficient if I'm just doing everything on my own. And some weeks it has to be that way, but other times you look at this as an opportunity that, you know, sometimes you're wearing your home manager hat and sometimes you're wearing your mom hat. And when you're wearing that mom hat, this is a really good opportunity to get them involved and to help them learn about meal preparation. And I'm also thinking too, if they help prepare the food they're going to know what that feels like to cook for someone and then not have them eat what they make. And so that's an idea that if the kids are involved, maybe they'll be more willing to try the things that their siblings make or that you make, right? Yeah. Love that. That's so good. Yes. Well, okay. So we wanted to do this episode today because we're heading into a busy season. At the time this episode airs, I remember having a lot of little kids. My kids, some of them are older. I still have some younger ones, but just four or five little kids heading out to the soccer field at 4.30, not getting home till 7.30. I don't want to stop by and grab fast food. We're tired of doing cold cereal for dinner. Trying to come up with just creative recipes, things we can take with us to the park or when people have to eat dinner on a pit stop, you know, they're running in and then coming back out. Any um, ideas of how we can make that a little bit easier so that we can be a little more consistent with these family meal times? For sure. We, every spring is just absolutely crazy for our family with everybody's different events. And so I do a lot of prepping beforehand. Um, I, like with that, with soccer games and softball and and basketball, like I will just prep things that our kids can grab and grow, go. So like one of our favorite things to make are like any type of wraps. Um, I'll just put like some meat and cheese in these, in a tortilla, wrap it up and kids can grab it and go, or like egg salad sandwiches. I can wrap those up and kids can grab and go. 
Um, just simple like sandwiches and things that can stay cold and a little cooler um, in the springtime. I just have stuff like that all the time. So we can grab and go on busy days. Um, one of my favorite things to do is just jump on Pinterest and look for like cold meals on the go or like things that don't require heating up while you're like at these games and stuff. There's so many hundreds of recipes that we have tried. We've done like homemade Lunchables where we'll pack like meat, cheese and crackers and grapes and make these homemade Lunchables. The kids love to help assemble them. And then we just stack them in the fridge and they just grab them as they're on their way out to practice or games, or I'm taking them all to games. So just little tricks like that, that I'm always like trying to find things that I can make ahead of time in the morning and we can take with us to the ballpark. Like it just, it makes such a big difference. A little bit of planning ahead is just a game changer so that you aren't having to spend every night in the drive-thru. I mean, sometimes the drive-thru is great, but you don't want to do it every night. Right. The kids love it, but you know, it's not the healthiest and it's pretty expensive. So <laughs> it's nice to have a plan. I know you said having uh, planning is, is just key. And I just look at planning as like it's runway. The more I plan, the more runway I have so that I can take off. So... So yeah, and I one of the things also that has worked for me, um, we talked about habit hooks a little earlier in the episode, but for me, I would get to, you know, late afternoon and start thinking about dinner. And I don't know about you, but energy is just a little lower at that point. You just don't have as much ambition. Sometimes for me, if I haven't thought of dinner at that point, I it's it even though I still logistically have time to make it, I'm ready to call it a day and, you know, the drive-through or the cereal again. And so I learned early on to just habit hook as I was cleaning my kitchen in the morning, I would habit hook, all right, what meal prep do I need to do so that I can be ready? And I think in this busy springtime, that might be a real game changer for people to just think, okay, what what do I need to plan right now so that when things get crazy in the afternoon, it's already ready to go. So, oh, I absolutely love that. Another thing that has saved my bacon is just, um, and we can talk about this more or later, but um, freezer meals. Like on Definitely. Sundays, I'll prep a ton of freezer meals for the week. And then all that I have to do in the morning after I get my kids out the door for school and like before I start my work day, I will just pop a freezer meal in the slow cooker. And then when everybody gets home, it's ready to go. Okay. We need to talk more about that. I bet everyone is just dying. They're like, okay, what is it you do on Sundays? <laughs> Tell me all about this. So yeah. So are they all like slow cooker menus or recipes or are there different types of recipes that you do for your freezer meals? Tell us a little bit about the types of recipes you do and then kind of how you would prep all of those. Okay. So, um, Freezer meals are something I have been doing for over a decade. I first learned about them when I was pregnant with my third baby and she was over, like I was over 40 weeks with her and she wasn't coming yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do to like pass these days before she comes? And you're like I'm, nesting and wanting oh, to be busy. so and... hard. And the house was clean because I was, right. like, I was like, past my due date. So I'm like, okay, what else can I do? So I was looking on Pinterest and um, discovered this world of freezer meals and people would like spend hours upon hours making a million freezer meals. And that felt too overwhelming to me. And so I started doing like those dump and go freezer meals. Like I would put all the ingredients that you would throw in your slow cooker or your instant pot, put them in a bag and then stick them in your freezer. And then all you have to do it in the morning or whenever you put it in the instant pot or slow cooker, I would just dump it in, um, into there and like the hard work was already done because yeah, I already prepped amazing. them. And so I'm to the point now where I can usually 
prep an entire week of meals in about an hour to hour and a half tops. Okay. And tell us how you do this. This it's is amazing. So, so if you were to find us on YouTube, Six Sister Stuff on YouTube, we have so many videos of us doing like 10 to 15 freezer meals. And we show you what it takes to like, we show you the recipes and we show you how to prep them. Um, so you can check that out. But then we just had so much feedback from that um, that we actually have come out with a freezer meal membership that walks you through how to make these freezer meals, how to prep them, how to freeze them and store them, and then how to cook them. Um, and But basically it comes down to, we just use gallon-sized freezer bags. And then depending on the recipe, you put your meat in first. Usually it's frozen meat. So you don't have to do any cooking beforehand. Love that. Put your frozen meat and then whatever vegetables and sauces and whatever it is, depending on the recipe, add those in as well. And then seal up the bag and throw it in the freezer. So, I mean, it's such a simple process, but like you think of the prep work that goes into it, like chopping up vegetables, like mixing together the sauce, adding seasonings, it's already done and you do it all at one time and it just makes your life so much easier. But we've since expanded into adding like, um, other dishes like casseroles or like bakes, um, breakfast foods. So you'll find that all over at our freezer meal membership. It's just freezermills.sixsisterstuff.com that like walks you through all of that. Right. Okay. Awesome. Um, I love that. So I have tried to do a little bit of freezer meal cooking in the past. And one of the things that's been tough for me is I've chosen my recipes and I'm like, okay, this recipe calls for half cup of onion and this one's a quarter and this one's a full cup. So I'm doing all the math on all these different ingredients. And it takes so much time to be like, if I'm chopping onions, I want to do it all at one time, but there's so many different ingredients that are like that. So in your membership, do you tally up those amounts so that you're just like, okay, just chop up two and a half cups of onions. And then I'll tell you what to do with them as you prep each recipe. Do you do that thought work for us? Yes. And we give you the shopping list for that. So we, we broke it into 10 recipes at a time. And so you can do like 10 recipes a month, which you think about it, that's one third of your meals for the whole Mm -hmm. month. And some people even double it and make 20 of them. So two of each. And then they're like, I've got dinners done for 20 days this month. Um, but yeah, so we, we did all that math for you. So you can don't have to buy like one onion when you only need or buy a ton of onions when you only need like two to make all the recipes. So yeah. And we, um, just broke down the shopping list to make it super easy and simple. So you can prep a ton at once. Okay. I love that. I think when I've done freezer meals, I've noticed that, you know, you don't really want to eat them every night because you want a little bit of variety, but it's just so nice to have that on those days where you're like, I am so busy or shoot, I didn't think of anything or whatever. And so to be able to go into this busy spring season, just knowing number one, okay, I've got some freezer meals I can pull out. I've got some great on the go cold type dinners, these different sandwiches, that lunchable idea was super fun. And then I'm just going to come back to that. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Maybe in the spring family dinner is not going to happen for you, but family breakfast can or family ice cream on the weekend can like whatever it needs to be. But just remembering that you can make it work for you. Um, There was something that you said as we were talking, kind of discussing what we were going to talk about in this interview. And I loved it. I just wanted to point out, you said you have to be willing to do the work to find what works for you. 
And that was such a brilliant concept because I think everybody wants the solutions just handed to them. And I think we've given a lot of really great options and ideas today, but it is going to take a little bit of time to try some things out and see what works for you. Now, it's worth it, right? It's work that's worth doing because of the benefits, but it is going to take a little bit of time just figuring that out, but um, you have to be willing to do it. And then it's easy, right? Then you get to have those family meals without a lot of sweat, right? Yes, that's exactly it. Like it is going to take some time to sit down and plan out those 30 or 40 meals, you know, your kids will like, it will take some time to figure out what does my schedule look like and, and putting together a shopping list and, um, and people are like, Oh, I just don't have time. I don't have time. One of my favorite things to do for myself is buy myself time in the future. And mm. so if I can do Let's something say that again, okay, that's okay. amazing. Okay. <gasps> Repeat that. <laughs> I love to buy myself time in the future. Is there something I can do right now that's going to give me more time in the future? Because if that's something I'm always saying, I don't have time, I don't have time. What can I do right now to give myself more time in the future? I could prep seven freezer meals on Sunday so that I have meals for the whole week, or I can make some grab and go wraps that my kids can grab for you know soccer practice nights. And I'm buying myself time on those days where I know I'm going to be busy or planning out my meals. It's going to take time on that first time I do it, but I'm going to buy myself time in the future to be able to not have to do that again. I just grab from my list that I already have made. And so buying yourself a little bit of time for your future self is how you make more time. Right. Oh, that is such a great thought for us to kind of wrap up on. I think um, I talk in my podcast a lot about what the happy gal way is, as I'm a professional organizer. I am a productivity expert and a life coach, and you combine all of those things together. And it's exactly what you just said. It is investing in yourself, investing in creating some time. And if you're willing to pay that price up front, then it is just so great to just watch how much easier life is. So I love that. It just aligns so well with everything that we talk about on the podcast. So thank you for sharing that. You're so welcome. This has just been amazing. So they can find you um, best. Do you want them to go to your website to find you? Instagram, YouTube, what, where's the best place for them to find you? We are all the places. So it's okay. just Six Sisters stuff. And that you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and then our website, sixsisterstuff.com. That's where all the recipes are. And all the recipes are free. Anybody yeah. can come and grab them, but uh, and you can just see all the sisters and they're all just beautiful. And it's just <laughs> so, so fun right. to see all of these pretty girls <laughs> doing all these <gasps> recipes. So, okay. Just and we'll include a link in the show notes for the freezer membership, the freezer meal membership. Okay. So that's awesome be fun for everybody to find. So, hey, so, okay. so good. Well, thank you. This was wonderful. We're so grateful to have you be with us today. Of course. I loved it. It was so fun to be here. So thanks. Okay. Did you get your golden nugget for menu planning? Be sure to review the show notes for all of Camille's great ideas, as well as that link to her freezer meal membership. All right. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know that as a busy mom, you need to get organized fast so you have time for the things that are most important to you. And that's what I'm here to help you do. So before you go, be sure to get my 10 go-to strategies in your free copy of Get Organized Fast at thehappygal.com slash get dash organized dash fast. Living an organized life is easier than you think. All right, we'll talk to you next time. 